Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, from blood types to supply and who can and can't donate blood, we're putting your questions today to Dr. Ellen McSweeney. Ellen is from the Irish Blood Transfusion Service. She's a donor consultant with them. Lots of queries coming into us today. It's 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Ellen, I've no doubt you're looking for donors, probably as always. Indeed we are. Thank you very much for having me here on on the show Mm. today. We need 15,000 new donors this year and every year. And in fact, we'd li- we actually would like donors to be to start with some younger donors. Our average at the moment of the age of our donors is 45. But we obviously need some younger donors as well. Now, um, we, you know, we welcome all don- all potential donors and we particularly would like to have donors from the African community, African heritage donors, because our, as we know, our um, population is diversifying and we need to have donors from the population to best match the actual needs of patients in Ireland. Okay, so it's about 15,000 new people. Yes. Yeah, this year. What's involved with signing up? Okay, well, well, the first thing is that somebody can, if they're interested in donating, and we hope they will, is to go on our website. There's loads of information. It's www.giveblood.ie. Now, there's um, eligibility quiz there. There's lots of information under our FAQs on, on health, on people's health, but also on travel, because travel can be a big reason for deferral mm. as well. And we also actually have have the forms that fi- that people fill up in clinic, the actual you know questions that we have. Ask. Um, so we ask the people do that. Hopefully they'll, they'll be they'll see that they're eligible. There may be temporary deferrals, such as a tattoo or somebody's been on holidays, for example. And we would prefer that people don't come if they're not eligible because it's very disappointing if they come to clinic and find they're not. So, so who isn't eligible, Ellen? Okay, well, there are the people who are in their permanent deferrals. So somebody who, say, has had cancer other than specific cancers like a basal car- cell carcinoma which is on the face um, and uh, as well as that, uh, some of the in-situ carcinomas. Right, so, you know, they haven't invaded those people are eligible, but most of the cancers, if they've invaded at all, then people are not eligible, even if they've been given the OK that they're cured. Also, people who've had angina, who've had, you know, heart failure, who've had, um, you know, needed to have stents put in, they're not eligible. And people with severe respiratory conditions or severe renal conditions, such as somebody who needs dialysis or somebody who's got renal failure, for example. Okay. So those are like permanent deferrals. And there's also a permanent deferral for somebody who's had a transfusion in Ireland or elsewhere since um, January 1980. And that's actually connected to, to a risk of ovarian CJD. The exception to that is if somebody's had their own blood back, autologous, autologous transfusion. And then there's lots of temporary reasons why somebody can can't. They've had a tattoo, they may have had acupuncture. And again, with the acupuncture, it depends on who actually did it. If it's a GP or a nurse working with a GP or a professional like a physio, that's okay. Depending on the underlying condition, of course. But otherwise, they have to wait four months after that. Um, so and so acupuncture rules you out for, for four months, for four, depending four on months, who... Four months, four months depending on who's actually done it. Okay. Now, lots of listeners' questions, Ellen, if you don't mind, I might fly through some of them here for you. Listeners 47, postmenopausal and on HRT. Can she donate? Yes, HRT isn't a problem as long as she's well. 
As long as she's well, and off you go. Basically, people obviously have to be well. Um, generally, and on the day they come and donate as well. But yes, HRT is not an issue. And when you say well, you mean no cold or flu-like yeah, sort of symptoms? Yeah, I mean, no, none of the no cold, no headache, no flu. You know, they've eaten well. They've actually prepared themselves by making sure they're well hydrated, etc. Okay. Rob is wondering, why can't we tell our donation count from the app? Well, well, that's not something that uh, we can't do just at the moment. But we are updating all of our, our systems and it, perhaps it's something that we hope we'll be able to do in the future. But at the moment, somebody can actually make an appointment um, that if they're a regular donor and we have their email address and we have their mobile phone, then they can actually go on our donor web port and make an appointment themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener says, I've type 2 diabetes, I'm on medication, can I get blood? It depends on the type of medication and again how well the diabetes is well controlled. If it's just metformin uh, on its own, then yes. If it's other types of medication, then at the moment they can't. But again, somebody mustn't have had complications like blood vessel complications or eye complications or kidney complications. Do you need to know your own blood type actually, Ellen, before you go? No, you don't because we'll test that anyway. So I could just sign up if I meet the criteria, feeling well, off I go, make my appointment and then you look after the rest. Well, well, if you've never donated before, then we'd ask you, look at the website, as I said, go on to Clinic Finder and find is there a clinic, you know, near near the person and coming up shortly. If there is well and good, then ring up 1850-731-137 and actually make the appointment. And again, it, the person will be asked a number of questions when they do ring up. If on the other hand, if there isn't any clinic that's in the person's area shortly, then they can mm. register their in interest in donating and when there is a clinic in their area we'll get in touch with them and tell them. Okay. Uh, if I'm on blood pressure tablets and my blood pressure is controlled can I give blood? I'm B positive says this um, Yes. Again as long as you've not had any cardiac problems um, and blood pressure is well controlled. Interesting one here from a texter. I get Botox every four or five months. Can I donate? Uh, yes, depending on what the Botox is for. what the, It's always there's the underlying condition if that in itself is a reason for deferral or not. And most mostly if it's, just, it's, it's for beauty concerns or whatever, then that's not aesthetic. a reason for deferral. Yeah. yeah. So but the Botox, if it, again, depending on who actually does it, if it's a medical practitioner, then we say wait 48 hours just to make sure there aren't any side effects or anything. But if it's not a medical practitioner, then we have to wait for four months. If it's not the medical practitioner, yeah. yeah okay. as, as in like a nurse or a doctor? Then uh, it ha- we've said a doctor as regards both. Be yeah. Okay. Can I give blood um, if you've had a cold sore? Uh, yes, you can, but it should be healing. Yeah. It should be what? It should be healing, you healing, know. Sorry, no, not just when it comes out yeah. first, it should be healing. Okay. Um, why are cancer su- survivors removed from the blood donor list? I'd love to resume giving blood, but was refused and told I can't donate after I've had cancer. Okay. Well, again, par- part of that is actually because we're so cautious because there's, um, we take the precautionary principle. So if there's even a tiny risk that somebody who's got cancer could actually transmit that in blood, then, you know, that won't be accepted. Um, now, 
there aren't any known cases that we're aware of that people have transmitted cancer through blood, blood donation. Um, saying that the EU directive is, you know, came into law in 2005 and that specifically says that unless it's an inside you cancer, then we can't accept the um, donation from that person. Okay. I'm 69, would love to donate, but I've been denied the opportunity previously because I was resident in the Isle of Man for a number of years prior to 2004. I was told that it's something to do with HIV as the rules seem to differ in other jurisdictions. Is this rule still in place or am I now eligible? Well, the rule has changed. It's not HIV. It was due to varying CJT, right? And so now somebody who has lived in the United Kingdom between 80 and 1996 for any period of time can donate if that's the only criterion. The other issue for somebody who's 69, if the lady has never donated before, then it's a donor safety issue. Then we actually accept donors um, who knew donors up to the age of 65, well, under the age of 65, up to 64, just on, underneath your 65th birthday. So if the person has donated before, say they mm. donated in the Isle of Man, then uh, let us know about that and we make an individual judgment. But otherwise, I'm afraid not. OK. Can you give blood if you've asthma? Uh, yes, you can, as long as it's well controlled. We don't obviously want somebody giving blood when they're having an asthma attack. Yeah. And as, as long as it's not severe asthma. Now, somebody may ask, well, what's that? Well, if somebody does have asthma, then I would advise ring us up and we'll talk to them about, you know, the medication, etc. they're on okay. and whether they're eligible to donate. Uh, Texter says, my husband previously had a stroke. Can he give blood? No, I'm afraid not. No, uh, I had hepatitis B as a teenager. Can I give blood? Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, no to that listener either. Uh, Ian in Wexford is wondering, can we sign up at the weekend? I can't afford to take a day off work. Well, we have, we do have Sunday clinics and uh particularly after bank holidays because we're always short around bank holiday times and we do all of our teams we have three static sites and six teams in the country and the, all of the teams are out on Sundays after a bank holiday so again it depends on where he lives and you know if he can come to the area um, where our clinic is on a Sunday. If you've had um, a relative that was diagnosed with CJD are you eligible? It depends. If it's variant CJD, the, the type of CJD that essentially was the same as BSF, was the same um, prime protein as BSE in animals, then yes, you are. If, however, it's a form of variant CJD that there's a familial, influ- uh, familial type, then you're not. Okay. Texter here says, actually, just when you mentioned this earlier, um, I've completed 52 donations in South Africa. I'd love to donate here in Ireland. I'm now resident. Uh, yes, again, as long as the person fulfills all the criteria, depending on their age, etc., how long they're actually here. But yes, they can. And if they're, we, oh, we introduced malaria antibody testing in May of last year. Now, I know a lot of South Africa does not have malaria, but if it's up near the Kruger National Park, for example, there is, and we would do malaria antibody test. Okay, you'll do that. But make contact, as you said, make your website is where you'll get all the rest of the yeah, information. Yeah, look at the website, look at the eligibility yeah. quiz, and then if they, you know, and ring us up one eight fifty seven three one one three seven, and we make it. You know, a definitive di- um, decision then as yeah. to eligibility. Yeah, well, loads of information there, Ellen. For listeners, as you said, fifteen thousand is isn't a short number of people that you require this year. So, if people are eligible and fit the criteria and able to do it, make contact with uh, Dr. Ellen McSweeney. Ellen's from the Irish Blood Transfusion Service, a donor consultant with them. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. 
weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.